재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul. Out and about, that's where we go every Thursday with Jennifer Chang. She is the intrepid traveler that helps us escape the ordinary winter blahs and uh, at least take a little trip of the imagination. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Kurt. Where are we headed this morning? Well, last week we did a little staycation, so I think we need to get back out there. Let's get on our feet, get out the door. And so I thought I would just pull back up one of the destinations that one of our listeners mentioned. Ah, we did that one week. We said, hey, where do you you go for winter? And that was really fun. That was fun. I loved getting the feedback. So today we're going to head out to a coastal city at the tip of the Korean peninsula, Mm -hmm. way down in the south. And it is called Tongyeong. Ah, yes, I was there. Okay, could you tell us a little bit about what you did? I want to know what you did. It was, um, ah, this Wait, is... first question is, did you go to Tongyeong for the sake of going to Tongyeong? Like you went to visit Tongyeong, the I did. city. Okay. It wasn't as cultural as you probably went there for, but um, I went there to hike. Oh, you to did? To do a bit of hiking and just some sightseeing and uh, to narf some... Uh, Food, of course. Hui, uh, mm. what's, the, what's the cold hui? Hui... Mulhe. Mulhe, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it. it is good. It is good. Mm-hmm. I love mulhe. Yeah, it's basically raw fish in kind of like a cold soup. Loved it. It is really good. Yeah, anything, anything seafood, preferably raw seafood, and I'm very happy. So I think you were at the right place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So for me, I've actually been out there a number of times, probably at least three, if not more. Okay. But for me, I actually didn't start going there for the sake of visiting Tongyang, the city itself. Because Tongyang is a kind of like a springboard for going out to all of these islands that are around it. Oh, that's sort of the island hopping base? It is. It's one of them. Cool. Right? Because if you think about all the different coasts, right, you have all the islands all around it. But Tongyang is one of those areas where there, I think there's 151 to be exact. That is a bucket list item to go Korean island hopping. Exactly. And I've only hit maybe five off of that yeah. area. Something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, that's how I ended up there at the beginning, way at the beginning. And my friend, she's from Chicago, and she and I had been travel buddies for about 10 years now. It's not easy to find a steady travel buddy, right? Yeah, because traveling is very stressful. Traveling can can, can end friendships. Seriously, (laughs) and that's happened before. So for us, it was actually a shock. (laughs) We can travel together, so we're just going to keep going with this. So we've been traveling around the world together, and so we also traveled in Korea. And so we hit some of these islands, and that was the first time that I hit one of these unknown or lesser-known Korean islands when I went to Tongyang, and we discovered this island called Pijindo. Pijindo. Yeah. It's kind of a cute name. A Sounds like pigeon. Pigeon English. Beautiful island, actually. And I'm saving the islands for when it gets warmer because, you know, not many people are going to really head out there in the winter months. It's to be, be honest, I was wondering you why you were bringing up this uh, islands and Tongyong because it sounds pretty chilly. But um, it is, but it, it's beautiful and it's connected. So I just wanted to bring it up and tease it for this. When you go to like a place called Pichindo yeah. and it's a little lesser known island. Well, it's actually quite known now because it was on a famous TV uh, show. reality show. So it got really big now. Yeah, It got big. So people went and there's probably oh, yeah. all kinds of there's infrastructure. More people. Yeah, it's getting built up, but uh, it still has, it's still really small and it's still really, really charming. So I would say still head out there and, you know, maybe this spring. Super. Don't miss it. Yeah. So we're going to get to Tongyang. So I'm going to give you some facts. So Tongyang is, like I mentioned, a small port city. And it's basically smack dab in the middle 
between Busan and Yeosu. You can kind of look at it that way. That's a good frame of reference. Exactly. Sort of on that southern coast. Yeah, so it's not exactly in the center, but it's between Busan and Yeosu. Mm-hmm. And from Seoul, it's about four to four and a half hours to drive down there. Okay. So it's not, it is kind of one of the farther reaches. You can pro- can you take to. out direct bus from Seoul oh, yeah. to Dongyang? Oh, yeah, there are many. Uh, That's Dongyang. what I usually do. Um, okay. And so that's about me, a four-hour process. Yeah, on four to bu- four and a half more, hours. Maybe because they stop. No, that's including the time, though. Is it? Yeah, four okay. to four and a half hours. So it depends on what time you leave, right? But for me, to save time, I usually, I usually try to leave like the last bus, like midnight, so that we sleep on the bus. You get there like 4.30 in the morning. Sure. Just kind of kill a little bit of time, go to a pyeonijam, eat some ramen, snacks, get some coffee. And then you can get on the, you know, if you're going out to some other islands, then that way you can take the first ferry out. If you want to roll in style, could you like KTX down to Busan and get a bus from there? I guess you could. Yeah, that would be, yeah. It's just easier for faster. me to just do one straight bus down there. That's that's why the, that's what I've been doing. Uh-huh. But yeah, if you like KTX, then you can do that. <laughs> Anyway, so Tongyang is situated in the heart of Hallyohaesang National Marine Park. Sounds good. Yeah, so it was designated as the first national marine park in 1968. And so it covers six separate districts, including Koje, Tongyang, Sachan, Hadong, Namhe, and Odongdo Island. Pretty so big relatively, span. there's a, probably some ecological, oh, yeah. severe ecological restrictions, right? Exactly, mm. yeah. And the other cool thing is, uh, it's Hallyo Sudo, which means around Tongyong, the whole area around there, there's a waterway that connects Tongyong to southwestern port of Yosu, sprinkled with all these little islands. And that's why when you look at the pictures, you can, you can see beautiful small little bits of islands floating, floating in between. And a lot of them don't have anything on it, right? The islands. So there are inhabited ones. So to be exact, there are 42 inhabited islands around there. And 109 uninhabited ones. Can you hire a charter and go to one of the uninhabited ones? You know, I've actually gone to an uninhabited island, not off of Uh Tongyong, but I actually have done it. I don't know if you can just go to any one of them. You would have to do research. I think you would have to know some people. Uh It was fun, and I'm saving that for later. That was a fun trip. All right. Um, So let's get on to the lay of the land or the beauty of this area. So... I, this doesn't sit well with me, but it's often called the Naples of Korea. What because do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about everything's got to be the something of Korea, right? Well, <laughs> I know why they're doing this, yeah, but it kind of annoys me because it's really not. Well, I've never been to Naples, but um, let's roll. Okay, with fine. It. Let's go with the, let's, the let's Jeju and them. Hawaii. What do you think about that? It's the same concept, I suppose. I've been to Hawaii, yeah. So I see why they're trying to create this imagery, but I feel like in a way, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, if you start saying the Hawaii of Korea, and you go down there and you need a, a parka, and there's pine trees. And, <laughs> and snow everywhere. <laughs> this is not a Hawaii. Uh, yeah, I think just go with uh, other adjectives when, when Koreas agree. try to do that. I know. I wish they could come up with something more creative to describe the poetic beauty of these places. That's what you could say. Korea's island escape or something like that without... You know what I mean? Yeah, comparing it to another country. Yeah, because poets have written about these places, right? There's a whole body of poetry. Well, they've also been stumped by the beauty of these places. So there's a Korean poet, Chong Chi-yong. And when he saw Tongyang, he was at a loss for words because of its breathtaking beauty. So there's actually a quote. It's translated to be something like, 
I lack the ability to describe in words the natural beauty of the scenery of the Dongyeong and Hansando, which is an island mm. region. Well, if you, the poet, don't have the words, I don't know who does. That's kind of you had there. one job I'm type of thing. I'm going to try to write a poem. <laughs> you know? Don't laugh. All I'm right. serious. So it's so beautiful that I'm going to write a poem about how I can't write a poem about it. <laughs> Maybe he subsequently did write a poem about it. I hope he did. So actually, I'm gonna, I might be bringing that in in a part two. I would love that. Yeah. Views, a lot of views on this island. Exactly. So if you want to see the best views of the island for, uh, for panor- panoramic views, then you want to head out to Mount Miruk. It's at the center of this island called Miruk. Mm. And you can actually head up there via a cable car. That's what I remember doing. I think we so headed up that. via foot. You oh, know, you we did. took the hard route, and Which then we cable card across to yeah. something else. Yeah. So that's what you want to do. It's a 10-minute cable car ride up to the top, and you can enjoy the beautiful views. They run 48 cable cars, each with a capacity of eight people. So I think that's one way to see the beautiful views. And you get up to the top, and there's an observation deck. And on a clear day, visitors can even see out to the Japanese island of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miruk Island, it's connected to Tongyang by two bridges. There's a Tongyang Bridge and a Chungmu Bridge. So you can actually walk across it. Huh. So that would be really beautiful, maybe at dusk or when the sun's setting. When the weather has settled way, way yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's really nice outside, I think that's one way to view. But there's another interesting way you can actually get over to the island. And so it's accessible via an underwater tunnel. Stop it. I'm serious. That you didn't fantastic. do that? No. Maybe you went before that time. When did you? A long time ago. No, no, I guess it was 2013. No, no, no. This, actually, 14th. no. The tunnel, what, it's been around. So I'm going to get to this tunnel, right? So it's Asia's first pedestrian underwater tunnel. That sounds both uh, amazing and a little frightening. Is it frightening? To well, walk in an undersea tunnel. I know. I'd be very but it's not like it's... Actually, it would be really cool if it was clear. Oh, it's not one of those uh, no, aquarium. It's not an aquarium. One. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Oh, we've got pictures. pictures. Uh, the, we've got pictures up on our Facebook. I should point out whenever we're talking about stuff, we are always putting pictures. Yeah, if you're and curious, up. you should head over there at some point. So this looks like kind of a bomb shelter tunnel kind of it place. It does look like that, doesn't it? Um, um, it's five meters wide, three and a half meters high, it's forty-eight meters long, and it's running at a depth of thirteen point five meters below the sea surface. Measured at high tide. How long is it again? How long is the tunnel? 40, oh, 483 meters long. Okay, so, right. so not that long, about half a kilometer. Yeah. Um, okay. I just walkable. think it's still a cool... That's right, right? Definitely walkable. Less than 500 meters, right? Cool. And so it was actually first constructed by the Japanese in 1932. Uh-huh. So prior to the Japanese occupation, right, which was from 1910 to 1945... It was actually, you could get over, you couldn't get over there um, during high tide by foot. Um, It was disconnected from the mainland, right? But Mm -hmm. the Japanese decided that this place was important enough that they built this underwater tunnel so that people can have access. Yeah, well, and some sort of resources kind of thing, transport back and forth of uh, resources. Our time is running a little bit short, Miss Jennifer. Um, let's We're always touch- running short. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of info. I let's do. touch very briefly on some of the seafood, because I did mention that off at the top. Super quick, what's so, going on there in course, food Of course, the most important and um, oysters. It's all about oysters in Tongyong. Fresh oysters. Tongyong has about 70% of the country's oysters. So mm-hmm. that's number one, winter food. I think you can also hit uh, mangae, bibimbap, sea squirt, 
and chungmukimbap and gulbang. What's gulbap? Oh, gulbang. That's a big hollowed out bread with honey yeah, and stuff yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, honey around it. That's spread all over the place now, though, hasn't it? Mongge, you know you've been in Korea a fair amount if you like mongge. Sea squirt. Like you said, <laughs> sea squirt. That's what it is. You said we got a part two with this. We'll do it in the future. We do. Jennifer, thank you for coming in. All right, thank you. And Koreascape is back in a moment.